Today, we will analyze the Mark of the Beast system and answer a few questions such as, is the COVID vaccine the Mark of the Beast? Can end time help with a religious exemption? How can I recognize the Mark of the Beast? What is the goal of the Mark of the Beast and others? You won't want to miss this edition of End of the Age. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. Now, I think this is the radio program that a lot of people have kind of been waiting for, you know, uh, because we've we've talked about the, the the vaccine and some different things here and there, and there, we're still getting so many questions about is the vaccine the mark of the beast with all the mandates and places you can't go and. You know, I mean, it just feels oppressive, to say the least. But I just wanted to do a program to kind of clear it up and then to, you know, to, to answer the questions that I had on my opening there and make sure you knew uh, kind of where we stood on this and, and to be able to recognize stuff. So let's just get straight off into it because I got a lot of information for you today. So if you look at President Biden's plan and the, the, the COVID situation that we've come through, the vaccines, President Biden is just um, all of his, uh, the mandates, the mask mandates, the, you know, I've never lived through a mask mandate in my entire life except for the last, uh, what, year and a half or so. Uh, requiring all these employers with 100 plus employees to ensure their workers are vaccinated or tested weekly, requiring vaccinations for all federal workers on, and for the millions of contractors that do business with the federal government, requiring COVID-19 vaccines for um, the, the healthcare workers, Medicare, uh, at Medicare and Medicaid participating hospitals and other healthcare settings and the military. And I mean, I've been through it with so many people trying to get, you know, that wanting in time to help them get a, um, a religious exemption. And the, when it comes to the vaccines, it's the vaccine is not the mark of the beast. Now I, the reason I say that is because there are characteristics. I know that it feels very like this totalitarian regime and that's what it is really. But I want to give you the characteristics of the mark of the beast because it's kind of like the peace agreement. There have been many peace agreements signed between Israel and other nations, Israel and Egypt, Israel and uh, Jordan, the Y River Accords, the, the Oslo Accords, different things, even dealing with the Israelis and the Palestinians. But those were not the peace agreement that started the final seven years to the Battle of Armageddon. So even though we see some precursors to the Mark of the Beast system, 
things that are kind of it's societal conditioning, things that are moving us in that direction, they're not the mark of the beast. One of the things that kind of uh, prompted me to do this program today is because I, I saw some major personalities, some major evangelical ministers that are saying this is the mark of the beast, scaring people to death because I've got friends, family, people in my sphere of influence, pastor friends that have taken the mark of the beast. And these people get on television and things and say, well, this is the mark of the beast and it's scaring people out of their mind. So I wanted to clear it up today. So characteristics of the mark of the beast. How will we recognize the mark of the beast from all of these precursors? Well, number one, there's go- it's going to be a unique identification number. And I'll get to all this in just a moment. Number two, it's going to be a pledge of allegiance or worship to the Antichrist or his world governing system and denying Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It's part of the mark of the beast. So, COVID vaccine? No. Number three, a mark of identification. The Bible says you'll be given a mark in your right hand or in your forehead. Number four, the timing of it. The mark of the beast is going to be doled out during the reign of the Antichrist. The Antichrist has not even come on the scene yet, folks. And so for people to go on TV or the radio and say, this is the mark of the beast, you've got to understand the timing. You've got to understand really a prophecy timeline. You've got to understand the characteristics of the mark of the beast. The, vac- the, the COVID vaccine, I don't like it. I don't want to take it. I... Um, I just, it's, it's a, um, it is a slippery slope when the government can tell you what to put in your body. Again, a possible precursor to societal conditionings to the eventual mark of the beast. Sure, absolutely. But this is not the mark of the beast. And number five characteristic of the mark of the beast. Without this mark, you're not going to be buying or selling the, able, the ability to function in society. Right now, if you don't, I, I don't want to take the vaccine. It's my own personal decision. But I can still function in society, right? The, the uh, COVID vaccine has not kept me from being able to function in society. You say, well, we may get there. Well, if we do, we may have another discussion. But at this point, it's not the mark of the beast. So I want to make sure that if you, in your own personal decision with your doctor, your healthcare, uh, um, you know, people that helps you make your decisions, your pastor, your own research, if you've decided to take it, that's your own personal decision. And it doesn't, you know, I, it's not going to affect me one way or the other. It's not going to affect your ability to make it to heaven. There are no scriptures that would prohibit an individual from taking a vaccine. We just got to be honest, folks. And so when I hear people getting on the radio and television saying this is the vaccine, they're scaring people out of their minds. And there's simply no reason for that. Now, if this were the mark of the beast, I will get up on this desk one day and say, folks, and, you know, be yelling, don't do this. We're not there yet. The the beast isn't even on the scene yet. And so I don't want to get people in fear mode when there's no reason for it. Now, I don't, again, if you want to take the mark of the beast... Or I'm sorry, no, 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 don't take the mark of the beast. If you want to take the vaccine, that's a personal decision between you, God, your doctor, your family. 
and do your research. And if you decide you want to take it, that's up to you. If you don't want to take it because of you don't want the government telling you to what to put in your body or for, um, you know, uh, the aborted fetal cells or whatever, then don't take it. That's up to you. So the next question becomes, and I think I may have to cover this after the break, but can end time provide me with a religious exemption? So I'm going to answer that after the break. Uh, and, I'm, you know, this is like I say, this is kind of the program that, that a lot of people have been waiting for. We're going to answer a lot of questions as far as the mark of the beast, get into all kinds of information. So uh, we'll join me after the break and we'll answer this question about the religious exemptions. God bless. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. The seven vials are coming in the form of sores, darkness, great hail, people being scorched with immense heat, and more. Bible prophecy shows us that each of these judgments will be far worse than anything imaginable. The good news is there is hope. In our brand new video, learn how to be immune from these gruesome judgments and have peace in the end time. This month only, get our new DVD, The Seven Vials, with a gift of any amount. Go to endtime.com slash DVD or call us at 800 Endtime. That's 800-363-8463. This offer is only valid through the end of the month. Go to endtime.com slash DVD or call 800 Endtime. Okay, everybody, so I'll get into the religious exemptions uh, here in just a moment. I do have an announcement. I will be at the South Bend, Indiana Prophecy Conference this weekend. A lot of you have been calling in. When are you going to do South Bend and looking at our website? So this weekend, this coming Saturday, Sunday, I'll be in South Bend, Indiana, Ironwood, UPC of South Bend, 4609 South Ironwood Road up there in South Bend, and that's... um, This will be Saturday, October 2, 7 p.m. I'll be doing the big timeline, the future according to Bible prophecy. And Sunday, October 3rd at 10 a.m., I'll be doing the uh, Breaking Prophetic Fulfillments. I think you'll really love that. A lot of current events going on. We'll be going through all of that. And then we'll have um, 
kind of like an evangelical uh, ending to it all. It's going to be awesome, a great altar call. So I'll look forward to seeing you guys and all of our audience up there in South Bend this weekend. Now, the, can, the question, can end time provide me with a religious exemption? Okay, wow. Have I been going through this with a lot of people? Um, what I have found is that, like, okay, so I've worked with a lot of people in the military wanting me to get them a religious exemption. I, I work with them as much as I can. I've written letters. I've done things like that. But the fact of the matter is, is they wanted to know, the, the military wanted to know, this is what I've found out, is the military wanted to know, hey, can whoever you're getting the letter from, can, can they prove your belief system? And even though a lot of people consider end time their pastor, if you're in Iowa and you're wanting a religious exemption from a hospital or whatever, and they say, oh, yeah, um, well, you know, get us, give us a, we want to know, you know, from a religious exemption, not just an exemption, but a religious exemption. Um, we need a letter from your pastor or somebody that says what you believe. Why you want a religious exemption? What what what's the religious basis? And you and if you're in, let's say you're in Iowa or wherever, Kentucky, Florida, and you say, well, my pastor's in Texas, Dave Robbins down in Plano. They're going to be like, uh, that don't make any sense. You live in Florida, but yet your pastor's in Texas, and so they want somebody there, boots on the ground. Hey, this is my, he's this guy's been my pastor for. 10 years, I've been going to his church, yada, yada. That's what they really want. They want somebody who can prove what your belief system is. If you say, well, I listen to this guy on the radio and, you know, I believe like he does. And they're going to say, well, I understand that, but that I, he can't, he's not boots on the ground. He doesn't live there with you. And this is, this is what we've run into. So what I've done is I ask a pastor friend of mine who recently retired from Pfizer I, I, just, I would trust this guy, wonderful man of God. After uh, anybody, re- he just retired from Pfizer, September one, from being there thirty years. So I wanted to get the scoop. I wanted to get the Pfizer side, the 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 pastor side. What can I do about religious exemptions? Because he's also, I believe, he was in the military as well. So I got all, I got the benefit of all three of these uh, perspectives, and he sent me a document of sample religious exemption request that was put together by the Liberty Council with further information on uh, the vaccines and a lot of different things to really help people with that. And so what I've been doing because of some of the uh, obstacles that we've run into with me trying to help people get a religious exemption is because I'm not their pastor right there in a local church. Um, I he the guy from Pfizer this pastor friend of mine told me, hey, send everybody this document, let them go through it, kind of mirror the um, sample uh, exemption request that the Liberty Council put together. And that's been uh, something that people have been able to use to give to their employer, you know, whatever. So here's what I'll do. And I know this is going to blow up my email, but I didn't, I couldn't figure out another way to do it because I looked for it online and I couldn't find it. So email me drobbins at endtime.com and I will send you a copy of the document, the very same document that the, uh, my friend from Pfizer sent me. And uh, it's something that you can use 
I don't think you're allowed to copy it word for word, but just kind of put it in your words, but kind of mirror what they said. It gives you a lot of good information and it might help you with a religious exemption. I thought that that's the best way that I could help you. Having been through this many times with people in the military and a lot of different things, this really helps. It gives you scriptures and it's all, it's really cool how they put it together. Something that could help you with a religious exemption because I ran into optical obstacles trying to help people because I was disconnected from everybody. I'm a radio host and they were wanting, hey, we want your pastor. We want somebody, you know, that you've lived with and they know how you, um, what your belief system is. So very important. I'm just trying to help you here. Okay. So, um, six, 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 the mark of the beast. Let's talk about that because this will really help you when we're talking about that, the, the COVID situation, the COVID vaccine could be a, a the societal conditioning, conditioning of it could be a precursor. So the Bible prophesies a time coming when every person will be required by the antichrist and his world government system, the Antichrist, again, is not even on the scene yet to have a number. Okay? Without it, no one's going to be able to buy or sell anything. In order to get the number, everyone will be forced to worship or pledge allegiance to the Antichrist and his system. But according to the Bible, anyone who pledges allegiance to the Antichrist is going to be eternally damned. Okay? So that's a big no-no in the end time. The system that the Bible prophesies for the days of the Antichrist, the time just before the second coming of Jesus Christ, could not be set up until now. Uh, you know, the prophecy is 2,000 years old, but its fulfillment has only recently become possible. The invention of the computer, the birth of the internet, and the use of credit cards have made it possible for a system to be set up whereby every person on the earth can be tracked and controlled economically. Now, this is different than the COVID vaccine situation. I want to make sure I made a clear distinction here uh, on today's program. The world government, the world religious system that is soon going to be in place, it's being established now, will have the ability to deny your access to participate in the economy based on whether or not you pledge your allegiance This is going to be huge because there's going to come a religious element to this. The worldwide database will provide the system with the information to reject or accept your access to this. The the world is moving more and more towards becoming a cashless society. Why do they want to do that? Because we're getting closer every day to being under the control of this prophesied world system and they need to get you on a digital platform. So there's huge efforts in the world by the United Nations to move you off of cash onto a digital platform. Cash is freedom, digital platform, they can track you and control you, okay? The first eight verses of Revelation 13 are devoted to the one world government and its ruler of the one world government, the Antichrist. Revelation 13, 11 through 15 is devoted to the global religious system and the leader of that system, the false prophet. Then we get to Revelation 13, 15 through 18, and it's devoted to the global economic system that will be used to force compliance and obedience to the one world government and the one world religious system. 
Revelation 13, 15 says, and he had power to give life unto the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast that they should be killed. So how will everyone be forced to worship the beast? I mean, will all people be required to physically bow down to this man and call him God? I mean, it's likely that uh, worship means to pledge allegiance, right? I mean, remember those under the tyranny of Adolf Hitler, they were required to salute using the phrase Heil Hitler. Whatever method is required, the Bible says that it will be a worship or a pledge of allegiance. Worship of the Antichrist will in fact be to worship the devil. Satan's desire has always been to cause humanity to worship him. And he's going to use whatever tactic to steal the hearts of God's creation. And his plan will be to use the Antichrist and his world governing system and the world religious system to do just that. We're watching this happening right now. And the Bible says that those who refuse to accept the mark of the beast will be killed. Now, how is it possible for a prophecy like this to be fulfilled in our modern society? Okay, we're supposed to be getting smarter and... But, I mean, it's, it, it, sometimes I question that. I mean, consider what happened over the last, uh, what, just 100 years or so under the leaderships of Joseph Stalin, Mao Zedong. Um, Joseph Stalin slaughtered at least, what, uh, probably t- close to 20 million people because they would not conform to his regime. Over the past 60-plus years, since the uh, 1949 um, since 1949 until now, since the communist takeover of mainland China, there have been, uh, what, 60 million killed. And, of course, we all know about the Jewish Holocaust in, under Adolf Hitler. So we're talking about modern, within the last 100 years, folks, or so. So the Bible says that the coming persecution will be the worst persecution, persecution ever. It's going to be a time of tribulation. This is when the mark of the beast is doled out, by the way. It'll be a time of, uh, of tribulation such as never has been before or ever is going to be again. It, and it's critical for us to know what is coming so we can be prepared and make the right choices. Um, in other words, you can't participate in this. Revelation chapter 13, verse 16 and 17. Again, the Bible says, He calls us all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead, and that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark or the name of the beast. Here it is, or this is very key, or the number of his name. There are several distinctions between the COVID vaccine situation and the mark of the beast. Notice three things here. The mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. This is what all will have to accept in order to accept to, uh, to be able to participate in the economy. Those who refuse to be eco- are going to be economically boycotted. And that means that they will be forced out of commerce. They, they're not going to be able to go to the store uh, and they'll not be able to provide for their families. Everyone's going to be required to conform. 
And you say, well, hey, that's the COVID vaccine. No, big, there's, there's, there are many differences in what's going on. Now, I understand very oppressive, again, like I said, um, but there's differences in this and the, the mark of the beast system. Number one, the beast is not even here at this point. I know <laughs> you would think, you would say, well, hey, maybe Joe Biden is. No, Joe Biden's not. But there will come a time when we will know who the Antichrist is. There's over 50 prophecies about the Antichrist in the, uh, in the Bible. We know he comes from Europe, number one. So it can't be President Biden. So many of these things, though, are coming to pass in our world right now. We're seeing precursors uh, in Germany as well as in other European areas. It's against the law to homeschool your children because the government does not want a parallel society They want everyone to think the same way with the same values and culture. And it's no wonder that this is happening since we know Europe will be the power base of the Antichrist. So the world community is already using sanctions to force obedience. Now, right now it's on a national level. Any nation that does not comply with the edicts of the United Nations Security Council will have sanctions passed against them. Well, according to Bible prophecy, these sanctions will not only apply on a national level, they're going to eventually begin to apply on an individual level. And that's what we're all concerned about, right? Um, And technology really exists that enables governments to sanction individuals already. And though we don't currently have a a cashless society, there there are laws in place that force individuals to have um, approved national ID cards to hold a job. It's all over the world. And without a job, people can't participate in the economy, right? The, the world is moving ever closer to the fulfillment of this 2,000-year-old prophecy. And the emergence of modern technology has made it only recently capable of being fulfilled. And, you know, a lot of people wonder, well, will the mark of the beast be a, a physical mark? Will it, will it be a, by a, a visible tattoo and printed on an individual's hand or forehead? Or will it be an invisible mark somehow? Well, I, at this point, I cannot give you a definitive answer as to whether the mark is going to be visible or invisible. But there's definitely going to be a physical mark somehow, some way. And it will have to be a physical mark to allow individuals to buy or sell. Now, uh, Revelation 13, this would be the last for 18, says, Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number. It says number there like four or five times. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man, and his number is 603 score and six. So, There's definitely going to be a number involved in the mark of the beast. Now, what specifically this all looks like, I I don't know at this point. I know I'm watching precursors to a, and this is what I'll get into after the break, a global numbering system being put in place right now. And I hope I have time to get to that today. But we'll talk more about the number of this man on the other side of the break. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, End-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? 
With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, The Unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I know this brings up a lot of questions, the, the number of the beast. What, what's the number of a man? I mean, could this be referring to the Antichrist social security number? Or does it mean that the name of a man could be calculated to be to interpreted as 666? Verse 18 says, let him that hath understanding count or calculate the number of the beast. Verse 17 says it is the number of his name. So it appears as if the name of the Antichrist or his world government somehow will calculate to 666. Since we're not there yet, I mean, it's, there, there's no way to do that. But there will come a time when we'll be able to do that. But these are the things we're going to be watching for. Again, compare this to the COVID vaccine situation where people are saying this is a mark of the beast. The COVID vaccine, um, even though it's mandated and I don't like it, but it's not the mark of the beast system. And I want to make sure I clear this up because I know a lot of people are getting scared out of their mind over people that are getting on TV and the radio and saying this is the mark of the beast. What's going on right now? Not the mark of the beast, okay? Now, the eventual mark of the beast that's coming, are there consequences for taking that mark? Absolutely. Revelation 14, 9 through 14. The Bible says, And the third angel followed them and sang with a loud voice, if any man worship the beast or his image or receive his mark in their forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever. And they have no rest day or night who worship the beast or his image or who receive whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. So the cost of accepting the mark of the beast or worshiping the Antichrist will be eternal damnation because you're going to be, reject, you're going to be rejecting the real Christ. 
and worshiping the Antichrist, thereby worshiping Satan himself. It'll be eternal damnation at that point. Those who will, those who take it are going to be cast into the lake of fire and they're going to be tormented in the presence of the Holy Lamb. Revelation 14, 9 through 11 says it clearly. It says, the Bible says, everyone will take the mark of the beast except those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. So it is imperative. Number one thing in your, in your entire life, your number one goal, get your name written in the Lamb's book of life. Now, history records the numbering of people. Many, uh, most nations have implemented a numbering system, uh, you know, within the last, what, 100 years or so, of citizens over the, the um, you know, at, at least the past 70 or 80 years. The United States, our social security system, right, began in uh, 1935 under Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Many Americans opposed that decision because they were aware of biblical prophecy concerning the mark of the beast. And during the Holocaust, you remember Adolf Hitler numbered the Jews. I've written articles on this. And many Jews who were imprisoned in his concentration camps. These people were tattooed uh, with a number in order to be identified and tracked for the sake of control. The end purpose, everybody, of numbering a population is always for the sake of control. Control and freedom, opposite terms, right? I mean, individuals are either leashed to big government and, and big government control, or they are free from governmental control. You can't have both. You're either bound to big government or you're free. Freedom does not exist when a population is numbered because they're all being tracked. Americans have registered, or I should say, um, we've actually resisted a national ID card for this very reason. There are, over a, there are well over 100 nations who have compulsory national ID cards. And these governments are controlling and socialistic. They believe people are to serve the government instead of the government existing to serve the people. We have an administration like that right now, right? Most other nations, beside those who have a compulsory national ID, have a form of non-compulsory ID. However, non-compulsory IDs tend to become mandatory over time, right? Because it's all about control. For example, most people in the United States use their driver's license as an ID card. A driver's license or an ID card is required to fly. If you do not drive or have a driver's license, the License Bureau will give individuals an ID card to use for purposes such as flying. And a national ID system is required in order for a totalitarian form of government to be implemented. You've got to track everybody, right? And as we see with the trend towards all nations acquiring a national ID and eventually a global ID. Now, I'm going to get into that big time here in just a moment. So we can know we are, this global ID helps us to know that we are transitioning into the process of implementing a world government. And a nation numbers its people so the nation can control them. A world government implements a national ID system or a global numbering system to track the world citizen. And, you know, there are multiple national ID programs around the world already. Germany, India, uh, and China. 
And billions of people are already registered. And these programs, they'll eventually be used by the Antichrist and the false prophet to rule the world. The Antichrist will usurp authority over an already fully functioning numbering system. Now, are you aware that there's already an effort to number the entire, there are actually two efforts to number the entire population of the world, just as the scriptures prophesy. So folks, the stage is being set for the mark of the beast. So what does it mean that for Christians, I mean, how will the ongoing efforts to establish a global numbering system affect you in the near future? Well, let me talk some about how this is being set up and something that you absolutely cannot be a part of when the Antichrist comes on the scene. So I want to cover something that's much more in line. So consider all I've talked about, about the number and people being given a number, things like that, which is what the prophecy says. And consider the COVID vaccine situation and then consider a global numbering system. And you can see the COVID vaccine may be a precursor, societal conditionings where the government can tell you what to do, what to put in your body. But then consider a global numbering system more in line with the Mark of the Beast prophecy. So I'm going to give several news sources because um, this is not fiction. This is fact. Medium.com. These are, this is a global numbering system being established now. ID2020, the United Nations effort. It holds its inaugural summit at the United Nations in May of 2016. And it was at the United Nations headquarters in New York, the inaugural ID2020 summit brought together 400 people to discuss. And I'm talking about Microsoft, all, every, everybody who's in the big names in the tech world, they're all there. They brought them together to discuss what? How to provide. Now, this is a 2,000-year-old prophecy. Everybody be given their own unique identification number. This meeting happened in 2016 at the United Nations. What was the goal? And I'm quoting to you provide a unique digital identity to everyone on the planet. Then secure ID news. This project aims for legal identity for everyone. So now they say ID 2020, the United Nations effort, ID 4D. They aim to bring legal binding digital ID 4D is the World Bank. They aim to bring um, legal binding digital IDs to all of the world's citizens. We're talking about global ID, everybody. The purpose of ID 2020 is to, and I'm quoting here, the purpose of ID 2020, to nurture public-private partnerships that can create an opportunity for emerging technology to connect with organizations that are working toward the UN Sustainable Development Goals, uh, Goal 16.9, which is legal identity for all, and success, on, they say, on 16.9 will enable those persons that are invisible in society, no digital ID in other words, and, and may become vulnerable to have a legal identity. Once a person has an identity, um, then government and non-government organizations can help them become safe, part of society, financially included, and economically active. And I'm going to throw this in and control them to the nth degree, right? That's the goal. 
So the, the UN Sustainable Development Goals, I talk about it all the time because I want people to be educated on it. They were set back in um, September of 2015, and that, there was a pledge that no one would be left behind. And that agenda contains 17 goals containing these 169 targets to be reached by 2030. It's the United Nations Socialistic Blueprint to govern every human being on the planet. So Edge, one of the designers of this, has his sights set on one, just one target. Listen at this. ID2020, he says, and I'm quoting, will create a system that would create an identity for the last child that would be scalable to a billion, and that is difficult. That's the goal of all of this. A, a digital ID for every human being, every child that's born, everyone. What's the reason to always keep this in your mind? What's the reason to number everybody? Control, control, control. Now, he goes on to say, and I'm still quoting, we have voice recognition, facial recognition, iris, multiple different technologies. How they're combined in order to create a recognized legal identity, that's the key. And one of the interests, Catch-22s, is that every single country has a different way of recognizing a legal identity. ID2020 is trying to create something that will lead to, here it is, not just a nation being able to number their people, but I'm quoting here. ID2020 is trying to create something that it will lead to international collaboration, a global number for every person on the planet. Ultimately, the team is striving to meet the mission of the Sustainable Development Goals, the United Nations Socialistic Blueprint to govern every person on the planet, folks. The World Bank's Identity Initiative, ID40. So the goals set by ID2020, they say they're admirable and the task is massive. I'm still quoting, folks, this is facts. But technology is only one part of a much larger puzzle. A, st a stated goal of ID2020 is to bring emerging technologies together with government organizations, NGOs, and other groups addressing this global challenge. Now we've moved beyond the nation state, and now we're trying to create a global state. One group ID2020 could assist is the World Bank's Identification for Development Initiative, ID4D which is working toward a similar goal. What's the goal? So like ID2020, Sustainable Development Goal 16.9 drives ID40. And the ID40 team has created a global data set across the 198 economies. A global data set. Do you hear that? One big database. And an accessible tool, assessment tool, to gauge a country's existing identity landscape. Folks, we're way down the pike on this, and I haven't even got to the good stuff yet. Wait till we get on the other side of the break. I've got some stuff to tell you how they're implementing it today by war-torn refugees who don't have a choice but to comply. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. 
Endtime is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with Endtime to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-ENDTIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. All right, now, you got to hear this. And I'm going to go fast because I want to make sure I get all this in before the end of the program. How is this being implemented? They're testing all of this right now, everybody. Fast Company, they reported the radical plan for a global identity system for a world with shifting borders. Does the United States have shifting borders? (laughs) You better believe we do. Ask anybody living in Texas and... Um, down in Arizona. I mean, ask all of us what's going on. Very important, right? New Mexico. Shifting borders? Absolutely. So what happens? Well, when refugees, and and I'm quoting here from the article. This is not something that I've written. I'm quoting this, and I want to make sure you get it. These are facts. When refugees and migrants leave their homes behind, they may give up their possessions and livelihoods and often something else, their legal identity. They cross borders without proper documentation or their passports are lost or stolen along the way. German police said that recently that 80% of Syrian refugees that in that country didn't have the right paperwork when they left during the Syrian civil war. So the lack of official IDs has a compounding effects. Refugees can be shut out from social services or denied access to financial funds that are sitting in their home nations. So host governments have to issue new documents, which it's expensive, takes time, it's open to fraud, and for refugees stuck in an an ad hoc accommodation, no identity means in effect that they are not only homeless, but in a sense they're anonymous. So this isn't only a refugee problem. An estimated about, they say about one and a half billion people worldwide lack a legal identity. And it's an issue that the United Nations, imagine that, the world government is pushing to address in its global development agenda, the sustainable development goals. They agreed, they were agreed to by more than 150 world leaders last, back in 2015. And their one aim, provide legal identity to all, including birth registration, by 2030. Why do you number everybody? To track everybody. Always remember that. Control everybody. So how, how might this happen? I'm quoting again. Excerpts from the article. So the United Nations, they're telling us, the United Nations already runs existing ID registers like a biometric system for refugees in Senegal and an iris scanning system for Syrian refugees in Jordan. One of the most intriguing and radical ideas is a new kind of identity system based on blockchain technology. Some of you guys that are, uh, and ladies that are invested in crypto, 
currency, you'll understand blockchain technology, a string of computers all attached together and it's supposed to be all, you know, uh, everybody's got an autonomous situation where you govern yourself and blah, blah, blah. But blockchain technology, which could bring together disparate uh, programs that could uh, create a new universal identity database, folks. I'm reading from the article. So they say that the exact details of how a new global identity system could work are still to be worked out. But Dakota Gruner, who oversees ID2020, this is the article. She imagines that it would evolve into a database overseen by an internationally non-aligned organization like the UN, the United Nations. So this is the goal of all of this, a global numbering system overseen by a United Nations database. You say, oh, I don't know how that could happen. Okay, so let's talk about it. Tech Republic, they said, why blockchain could be your next form of ID as a world citizen. The two tech giants developed a prototype that taps Accenture's blockchain capabilities and runs on Bill Gates' Microsoft Azure, And the tech tool uses a person's biometric data, such as a fingerprint or an iris scan, to unlock the record-keeping blockchain technology and create a legal ID. They say ID is key for assessing education, healthcare, voting, banking, housing, and other family benefits. And the press release, these press releases are telling us, and that ID 2020's goal is to create a secure, established digital ID system for all citizens worldwide. And so the global numbering system, it's being tested right now on people that don't have a choice. OvertureGlobal.io said, building a better food aid network with blockchain. So here we go. This is how they're testing it right now. A program, and this is not the only test. This is the only one I'm going to be able to cover today. A program for reliable distribution of food may provide the foundation for a portable digital identity. So, combining the tech buzzword blockchain with the refugee crisis might seem like an odd fit. But within the vast bureaucracy of the United Nations World Food Program, the WFP, a small team operates with the nimbleness of the startup to distribute aid for food funds to more than 100,000 Syrian refugees using blockchain technology. So it's called building blocks. The, The team of the UN staff, software developers, and experienced aid workers focuses on delivering food aid to refugees as rapidly as possible. The ultimate goal of the project is to reach hundreds of thousands of Syrian refugees stranded in Jordan and elsewhere. According to the development officials, Building Blocks is the largest deployment to date of blockchain technology for humanitarian purposes. If they're successful, the projects could spread across the United Nations multiple agencies and various international partners tasked with the feeding and housing of millions of people fleeing political strife and catastrophes worldwide. Now, Although the numbers are hard to estimate, the UN calculates that about 5 to 6 million Syrians have fled their homes since 
2011. As the civil war in Syria um, had ground on at that point, roughly three to four million of these refugees live in Turkey, one million Lebanon, and what, I think 675,000 or so live in Jordan, with millions more displaced inside Syria. So what happens? Well, they say that they use iris scanning for blockchain, and it's enabled an ID verification at the Zatari refugee camp in Jordan. So, intrigued by blockchain's potential, the World Food Program put out the call for possible solutions to track large sums of money. Datarella, which is a a Munich-based blockchain and database integration firm, they realized that their experience with corporate clients like Siemens and Microsoft could be applied to the aid sector. So, back in 2017, they pitched an idea... And the accelerator program accepted them. So a prototype of building blocks made its debut in the Sindh province in Pakistan to test the capabilities of blockchain to record and authenticate transactions. So based on the success of that trial run, project managers brought the pilot program to the country of Jordan to determine whether building blocks was reliable on a larger scale and it, it now serves over 100,000 refugees there. Here's what it does. And this is very important because when I say we're setting the stage for the mark of the beast, listen at this. The program integrates blockchain with biometric technology, your body measurement, fingerprints, retinal scans. And the, so they, the blockchain with the biometric technology to create digital profiles unique to each family. So the residents in these camps where the, the uh, Syrian refugees are, they don't have to rely on having cash on hand or a physical debit card to go shopping. Instead, to buy food and supplies, these camp residents stare into an iris scanner at the register to verify their identity. In the blink of an eye, the scanner cross-checks, listen very carefully, cross-checks their identity against a United Nations database, queries their account, and allows them to purchase what they need. I want to read that again. It allows them to purchase what they need. The United Nations is allowing them to purchase what they need. Remember the prophecy Without the Antichrist and the world governance national um, unique identification number, you're not going to be able to buy or sell. At the end of the transaction, they've, they've purchased their groceries. The United, Na- the United Nations allowed them to purchase. They receive a text message via their cell phone informing them of their balance plus a receipt for what they've spent. I'm talking about in a moment, a twinkling of an eye, folks. And so that is one of the ways that we're seeing precursors to the the mark of the beast. I mean, they're trying to establish a global numbering system for every person on the planet. They want to get it involved in these big databases. You say, no, no, it's blockchain technology. Remember what Dakota Dakota Gruner said, the, the head of ID2020, the United Nations effort to number everybody that it will end up 
being managed by a something like the United Nations database. She, I've got the quote here. I've got the article. And so you can see that these war-torn refugees, for the Syrians down in Jordan, they go in these camps in the grocery stores that they have set up, retinal scan, it queries their account through UN database and allows them to buy, to purchase things. And so now that is an er- certainly an area of concern when you're talking about a future time when the Antichrist and the world governing system will require everybody to have a marker in the right hand or in the forehead. And without that, they're not going to be able to buy or sell. They're going to be economically sanctioned based on whether they have this digital ID or not and can identify themselves or whatever. People that don't want to comply with that aren't going to be able to participate in the system. Now, the whole reason for my program today, COVID vaccine versus the eventual mark of the beast. Certainly, the societal conditioning of this, the government telling people what they can put in their body, things like that, control, totalitarianism, um, Orwellian situation, yes. Mark of the beast, no. Different situation. COVID vaccine, I don't like it. And because I don't like the government telling me what to do. The government is supposed to be of the people, by the people, for the people. Not controlling the people with an iron fist. So a lot of people are are kicking back against it, you see. And, you know, the the, the vaccine itself, that's a a whole other discussion with you and your doctor. And, you know, because I'm not a doctor. All I know is, is that it's not the mark of the beast. I wanted to make sure I made a clear distinction of what the mark of the beast will look like today. How we can recognize it. We will be able to recognize that. We will be able to recognize the Antichrist and the false prophet. They simply are not here yet. But are we watching, are we looking at precursors to them every day? Absolutely. The system is being tested that could be used for that. It's being tested right now on war-torn refugees around the world and in underdeveloped countries. And so it's something that we need to keep track of, keep an eye on moving forward, and we will, and we'll keep you up to date on it. So thank you for watching me today. It's a program I wanted to do for a while. I hope it's helped you. You can email me, drobbins at endtime.com, for the exemption letter. God bless. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com. 